0: seven of the Overtime Podcast. We welcome on two recurring guests, uh, Kevin Madden and Nick Bittison. Uh, Madden, third baseman, a sophomore on the Tech baseball team. Bittison a utility guy, can essentially play anywhere. Um, again, guys we've had on before. I think it was episode five we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So welcome back on the podcast, gentlemen. Uh, happy to have you. Thanks, Thanks for having
1: us. So Nick, my first question is for you, man. Um, wanted to give you the chance to maybe break some news on the show since it's your second time on and we're all, we're all good friends at this point. But can you give the listeners, like, any update on uh, the injury, what that's been like, and uh, maybe a set date for when you're, when you're uh, planning on returning?
2: Yeah, so this fall, um, I was kind of just going through just normal fall season. I uh, had some pain in my left shoulder um, that I'd had continuously since my freshman year, um, but it had gotten pretty bad this fall. Uh, so finally, my trainer went ahead and said, go ahead, get uh, MRIs, x-rays. X-rays were fine, but uh, MRIs said I had a torn labrum. Um, so I kind of had to scramble. Uh, we were debating not even going through surgery uh, just because I was able to play the whole fall with it. Um, but the worry was if it got worse and then I wasn't able to uh, finish out the whole spring season. Um, so ultimately, that's what made me get the surgery was just because I knew that there's a chance that if I didn't get the surgery, then halfway through the year, I could be cut. The season could be sh- cut short again for me, which I did not want. Uh, so yeah, I went ahead. Uh, went to a doctor in DC. Um, he had the surgery, gave gave me the surgery, um, which was great. I got in, saw him pretty quick, um, and probably got about another two or three weeks left. So I think I'm looking at coming back for the Wake Forest series. Awesome. So like in
1: all seriousness, though, like how frustrating has it been for you to kind of just watch uh, the early season? <laughs> Uh, not being able to help the guys out there on the field.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks. Like, I wish I could be out there. But, um, I mean, we've been – the people who are playing are doing an extremely good job. Um, so, I'm, I'm very happy with, with where I'm at right now. I'm happy with how the guys are playing. So, it's very fun to watch them play. Um, and just can't wait till I get back out there.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about early in the season as well. Um, the team obviously got a lot of national traction, um, a lot of national recognition from the home run hammer. And I just want to hear you guys' take on that. What was the team's reaction to that and kind of buying in, leaning into that, I guess?
2: Well, so we, we started it last year. Which right. Not many people, yeah, not many people really know that because it was only 15 games yeah. um, or whatever, somewhere around 15. So we started it last year um, and it just kind of escalated into what it is today. I don't know, Kev, you can speak on it from this year, but.
3: Yeah. I mean, we did it last year. We were winning. I mean, we weren't beating like crazy good teams. Like we started beating this uh, in the beginning of the season this year. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think being like uh, all over social media or anything like that doesn't really change my mindset uh, in terms of like uh, you know, my position in the program or like, how we are going to act as a team. Um, I mean, I would hope that doesn't change how we act as a team. I um, I think that, like, the, the media attention is good for, this, for the program. Like, obviously, uh, I've been here for a couple of years, and, like, like you said, like we hadn't gotten a lot of media recognition or whatever uh, before. So, yeah, I don't know. It's good.
1: That's the thing. Like, when I asked earlier this year, I've asked, uh, Jack Hurley and Tanner Shovel about like kind of the origin of it and they had, they had no idea so you guys say it started last year but
3: yeah you know, where did it we, kind of kinda, we were talking about it last year like doing something for like a home run and uh, like Coach Hanson and like I mean I don't want to take like a lot of the credit but I kind of like I, Bitty, I can't really remember like didn't I say something about doing a hammer I mean like I actually hit home runs yeah. last year like I did the hammer a lot but now I don't hit home runs I guess I went back to being like a contact hitter. I don't know. It was so yeah. like, I don't really remember this specific, like, hey, like, when we hit a home run, like, let's throw a hammer on the ground. Like, I don't remember that. But I remember kind of, like, talking about, like, a hammer and Coach Hanson, like, our volley was, like, I think he, like, really came out with the, like, he went to, like, Home Depot and, like, grabbed the physical hammer. But,
0: first Adito, yeah. first one was to to slam it.
3: Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was me against like, uh, Bryant or some shit, Betty, huh? Or was it? Yeah, it
0: would have
2: been, it would have been you or Carson probably.
3: I think it was, yeah, I think it was me.
1: I got a question. If there's going to be one player to be the first to drop the hammer on the, the the transition, who would it be?
2: I want to say Jack Hurley, but, uh, (laughs) I don't know. The kid, the kid's so talented that he might just catch everyone. But, uh, if it's, any any uh, indication about his mind? I feel like he he'll be the guy to drop one. We we'll get too excited or something. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Early. Maybe Gavin Gavin would like just not want to do it or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we used to like it came about because our coaches wanted uh they wanted like a identity or like a symbol for the offense. Um, I mean, with pitching, yeah. you can have swords and like they have all this. Our pitching staff has a bunch of weird stuff that they do. Um, but our coach is kind of just like, hey, we want something that um, symbolizes like the offense and gives us something that we can look at and say, you know, like like the football team has the the lunch pail D, something yeah. similar to that, just to where it kind of stands out. Um, we got brick wall.
3: We got brick wall members for defense, but yeah. not not <laughs> a lot of people know a lot, a lot about that. We like we came up with that like early in the fall, like just saying like like. Oh, like you're a brick wall member and like we got some bricks in my house, but I never really brought them to the field. Like I can bring them, maybe. We've been playing better defense recently.
1: So what did you like make a nice play? You get it, you get a brick?
3: No, I don't know. That'd be kind of ridiculous. I was just saying like it like like I played hockey, so I think of like uh like a goalie, like yo, he's a brick wall, like I don't know, just making the plays on defense.
1: So you guys, I think for the first time this year, don't have a midweek out-of-conference game before you play Pitt uh, this weekend. So, oh,
3: yeah, yeah of, second time.
1: Second time. So, what are you guys doing on these off days to kind of like relax and stay fresh? I just prepare yourself for the remainder of the season with like, 33 games left. I think it is. Uh,
3: yesterday, just like enjoying uh, time with you know my roommates and my girlfriend, just hanging out. Um, it's probably about one day a week where you can just kind of unwind a little bit and um you know I did some like reflecting on the weekend whatnot and um you know now i move forward to Pittsburgh and um but like I said early before we got on the podcast like just you know these these couple days of preparation are are big um you know today uh, I'm gonna hit for like an hour do some defense for an hour and um you know, whatever is needed. But we got to get some of the younger guys some at-bats and the pitchers some innings that aren't um, necessarily playing in the games. So.
0: Sure. I want to talk about the fan interaction, too, a little bit. Um, the ACC, how has other how have other ACC teams come close to um, the fan interaction that, that Tech has had, and, and what's that been like so far? Um, I, I don't think it stands close. I don't know
2: if you agree, but I feel like our fans – uh, one are a lot more ruthless, um, but two, I don't think that we have the numbers of crowds that like Florida State, Miami, some of the other big places do, uh, which I think actually plays in our advantage. Um, because when you get on to Florida State, there might be you know five thousand something people, uh, but you can't make out ind- individual voices. Um, whereas in Blacksburg, when people come here, I mean, you you have 2,000 people max, uh, and you can hear every single kid's voice. At least that's what what I could hear from the dugout. Um, So to me, I feel like that would make it so much more tough because now it's personalized chirping and chatter as opposed to just a a crowd noise.
1: So last time we talked, you guys were uh, sophomores, right? You guys are sophomores. You guys are still technically sophomores because of the the COVID uh, redshirt year. But I was wondering if there's been a difference in your kind of roles as leaders in the team just with so many new guys uh, coming in and kind of, have there been any different expectations from you guys kind of as veterans just as far as uh, kind of just leadership and guiding the younger guys on the team?
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of went with, like, a more laid-back approach in the fall just because, like, we had a lot of guys in our team, and, like, I've been here for a while. Like, I don't know, like, I, like, I kind of looked at, like, who might make the team and blah, 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 like all that stuff, and I don't want to, like, yell at someone who might not even end up making the team or – who knows but so I mean once we got to the spring it was more of like a focused approach and um you know for instance like this past weekend I hadn't really said anything for a while you know I was slumping and I finally said screw it like I'm just gonna say something before the game like game two I was like hey guys like we didn't come here to uh lose a series at Clemson whatever uh something along those lines and I said like let's go win two and like get back Like what we're doing, and um, you know, I kind of think of it like, like Biddy, Biddy, and I, and you know, a couple other guys. Like, it's can have the ability to like set the tone for the team, um, obviously, and I don't know. I think it's important uh, the way that we like start off games and set the example because we do have a lot of young guys, like you're saying, some some first year guys too.
0: So. Yeah, a lot of true freshmen. I want to talk about like the COVID redshirt year as well. It seems like um, just about everyone is taking, taking – at least on the roster, it seems like everyone's taking the COVID redshirt year, taking that extra year of eligibility. Is that something you guys came together as a group and decided, or we just want to be listed as these, or is it, was it we all want to take this extra year? Because on the roster it says um, everyone took that year, just yeah, about.
3: Yeah. I, don't know. I, I don't I don't even know if we were asked to I think they just sure. like I think they just granted it to everyone, no?
0: Okay
2: Yeah, so what I had heard initially I haven't heard anything since um, But what I had heard they were going to do uh, Was basically they were not going to uh, add that year So we would technically be juniors right now This is what I had heard last year Before all this stuff actually went down um, So I heard they weren't even going to count the year So that we would technically all be juniors And then everyone who was a freshman last year Be sophomore, so on um, and then once you got to the point, like once we got to be true senior or actual seniors, uh, then if we wanted to come back for our fifth year, the COVID redshirt, um, then they would we basically have to like submit a review and submit something to the athletic department. They would review it and say, sure, you can have your year, or no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but yeah, just because we we all noticed too that we're all sophomores now. We have uh, we
3: all we would all get have gotten granted it because like we have. Like fifth or sixth year seniors on our team now. And, like, I haven't heard yeah, anything about
2: They, I'm pretty sure they had to apply for it. And that's why, like, Reagan didn't get in, t Garden didn't get into school. So uh, he got out, he left, but he got an extra year. Um, and a couple of lacrosse girls, too, got denied an extra year. So I don't Is I don't know, know how they didn't get
3: into them. grad school or what. No,
2: the lacrosse girls just straight up got denied. I'm pretty sure because they were not very good at lacrosse. Um, <laughs> but But I'm not sure.
1: Uh, I wanted to know what Coach Chef is like on a day-to-day basis because I feel like from the outside looking in, he's, I don't know, he's somewhat of a strict, really organized, uh, all-business kind of guy, but is there anything that, I don't know, is there anything about him that you guys have kind of grown to like uh, throughout the years you've been here?
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the fact that on the outside, nobody thinks he's a cool guy because... I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, we like go into an opposing park and like kids on other teams will ask you like, oh, like how mean is your coach? And like I'll just laugh because, you know, I mean, he's a super reliable guy and like someone you can go to and have conversation with and like he'll be real with you no matter what. Um, and, you know, I'm so grateful for like the coaching staff and especially coach staff for allowing me to be like who I am. Like I've come a kind of a goofball and, you know, at first, like I kind of had that Perception that, like, oh my God, like, I might not fit in here because I hadn't talked to Coach Chef yet. Like, well, like in the fall, like early my freshman year, maybe I thought that, like, this guy might, like, actually be mean. Like, and I'm kind of a a goober. So, like, who knows, it's going to happen. But uh, no, it, it all ended up working out. And trust me, he's a lot poorer than a lot of people <laughs> probably expect.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he, he just cares so much about. Virginia Tech baseball, and then his family. And outside of those two things, he does not waste time on anything else, um, which is great because he devotes all his time to us. Uh, so I, I think that it's a great, I mean, I think he's awesome. And I think that people such as you guys don't really know who Coach Chef really is because in practice and uh, one-on-one with us, he's a, he's a great dude. Mm-hmm. I
0: want to talk about the freshmen a little bit. So Jack Hurley and Tanner Schuble, um kind of the freshmen stars, true freshmen coming out early this season for you guys um are they similar at all and just tell me about a little bit about like jack hurley's personality because i know we saw a little bit of it um i think it was game two against florida state when he hit a home run and he was letting the picture happen and i know it it, um ruffled some feathers there so just what's it what's the are they similar guys or is it uh does hurley have the big personality that everyone thinks
3: That's how everybody is on our team. Like, we don't really care about, like, anything. I mean, we'll show our emotion. Like, when we're going well, like, we're probably showing a lot of emotion. Um, I think that might have a little bit to do with, like, the way that that I've played throughout my career. And it frees people up a little bit. And I don't know. I love it. I like that Jack does it. Um, I hang out with Jack a lot. So, maybe I encourage it a little bit too much. But I thought that that stuff was awesome. Um, Shovel – goes by his business and he's just a good player. So <laughs> he can just keep being a good player. What do you think, Biddy, from watching?
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I could never play like Jack. Like me playing, I kind of have to stay level, level headed and with my energy and motions, things like that uh, when I play. So obviously, I haven't been playing. I don't really know how the games are like, but Jack, like, that's just how he is. I mean, if you look at him in between innings, the dude's like jumping around in the outfield. He just, he really looks like a kid who's just having the greatest time of his life. Um, and, I mean, he's been playing really well. He's been doing really well for us, so we're not going to – I mean, we're going to let the kid do whatever he wants to do as long as it's respectful and in the right way, and if you all knew the conversation that uh went on that game, then Jack was definitely in the right, and their pitcher was in the wrong. um So we'll we'll defend that, and same with Tanner Schoble. Like, those kids are just playing really well, and they're having fun doing it, so we're not going to stop it.
0: Yeah, I know people love it. I mean, the energy he brings is – yeah, it's it's contagious. Is there
1: – so is there someone on the team? I think, Nick, you might be able to speak to this more just being on the bench. Um, is there's someone on the team that talks more trash than anyone? Because like, against North Carolina and Florida State, like you we were saying, like, there's just a lot of chirping going on. And, I mean, is yeah. that kind of a part of the game? Or are there people that are trying to get under the team's skin skin more, more so than others?
2: Um, I definitely think that there's some people who they need to do that. And as part of their baseball game, Uh, Anthony Simonelli, for one, he feeds (laughs) off the other people's like other people's energy. um, And he tries to outmatch anyone who he's facing, uh, just from an energy standpoint. Uh, I don't think it's it's meant to be in a disrespectful or like trying to get in under anyone's skin. That's just how Simo is and he pitches with a lot of energy and uh especially with the team that we have, we use his energy to fire us up. Um so it's all like it's all in a respectful manner and we're not doing it to like you said, get under anybody's skin or uh anything like that. We just kinda do it. I mean, we're we're all twenty two twenty something year old guys and uh we just kinda use that to have fun.
3: I do it like I mean, I'll I'll start a little bit, just, like, but it's all, like, me being a competitor, and that's how it is for everyone on our team that's, you know, talking any sort of smack. I mean, if you're good at talking smack, like, you're going to know the right time to talk smack. Like, you're not just going to blindly, like, run your mouth the whole game. And, like, I did that a little bit my freshman year, but I've been a lot smarter about when I have conversations with certain people on the field, like, and I'm going to be – you know, a little edgy, but um, like I said about, like, Jack Hurley, uh, you know, like, I, we just – we don't care. Like, that that's – I think that's great. Um, you know, I have conversations with people all the time, and maybe I should, <laughs> should teach Jack a little bit more. Like, sometimes, like, when you're not going well and, like, uh, you know, baseball can be a tough game, whatnot. Like, for me, I always found a way to find a game within the game so, you know, whether it's, like, going out there and trying to be better than their third baseman or, uh, you know, going out there and, like, saying, hey, like, I haven't got a hit in a while, but, shoot, I'm going to be, like, I'm not, I'm not going to make a uh, an error on defense. Like, I'm going to make every single play on defense and, like, I'm going to help my team by playing defense this weekend or something like that. I mean, that's what happened to me last week. I just, like, I hadn't been hitting and I was like, screw it, like, I'm going to play really good defense down at Clemson. Um, you know, I, I went, like, over for four on Friday or whatever, but um, Coach Chef talks about all the time, like, taking runs off the board with your defense. And, I mean, me and Fritz have come a long way since since the UNC weekend. Made we had a rough weekend back then, but whatever.
0: Talk about the, the uh, chirping from the dugout. Do you guys hear the chirps from the fans and, uh, like, the students around uh, the stadium and – What chirps do you hear? And what? what I mean, for one, for example, I mean the the against
1: Florida State, their leadoff hitter, we uh, our our student section was chanting "Daddy's boy." I'm sure you guys heard that. Yeah,
3: who's your daddy? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely hear it. it.
3: Yeah,
2: we we definitely hear it, and I think that uh, we're kind of walking on not a slippery slope, in my opinion, but like we're there to play baseball. Um, and I, I think that like listening to the chirps and hearing them is awesome it's hilarious um, but the second we start getting involved with it I think that's when when it'll take away from the game um, so I think that you know we just kind of use the people in the dugout and obviously the kids in the field are, are doing their thing playing um, but in the dugout like we'll hear it and we'll laugh and we all talk about it um, but we, we try to do our best to just you know focus on the game as much as possible and and even sometimes Coach Schaff will hear a chirp and he starts laughing about it. But he's got his mask up 24-7, so you'd never know. Yeah.
1: I wanted to know how impressive has it been for you guys to watch uh, Chris Gerard pitch this year? I mean, you went up against him in inter-squad, inter-squad uh, scrimmages for a while. Uh, you've seen him for the last two years now. So, I don't know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to know like, how impressive has it been to see him uh, pitch this year just because it seems like every time he's getting to start, you guys are going to have a good chance to win.
3: Yeah, that's our roommate. That's kinda of funny. He's a beast. I mean, he just goes about his business, kids quiet, kids yeah. good. I mean, I he's probably the most consistent guy that I've been around on our team for sure. I mean, he's always getting his work in no matter what. He takes he takes care of his body. Um, he's really good at saying no <laughs> <laughs> to some things. Uh and I that's mean he's, he just he huh. <laughs>
0: What should we get, get a guest appearance from Chris right
3: now? Is that what it's is? I don't know where he is, but uh, <laughs> he's probably at the field, probably taking care of his body. Who knows? But uh, he uh, – I don't know. He's just, like, consistent, like I'm saying. Um, yeah, I just
2: we're not surprised like, at all. He's like, literally like,
3: never, like – I mean, he's probably had, like, one or two bad starts in his career at Virginia Tech over, like, how many starts, 20 starts. I don't know. But – I don't remember many times being on the field playing defense behind him and being like, oh, God, like, he's in trouble. You know, like, that doesn't really ever happen.
0: Uh, You guys go on the road to Pitt next – or this weekend. Um, I want to know what our road trip's like. Like, what was it like going down to Clemson? Are you able to, like, see the campus at all or is it baseball 24-7?
3: Well, COVID's different. I mean, I used to – we used to have fun, like, For instance, in 19, like, going to Florida State, like, you could go downtown and not drink like a frat head, but just, like, (laughs) you could go down there and, like, eat dinner in the (laughs) environment. I mean, which would be cool. Just, I mean, and, uh, for instance, like, this year, um, like, down at Clemson, uh, my dad was staying in a hotel, uh, the same hotel, uh, a couple rooms over, whatever, and, uh, you know, he could could grab – he grabbed Zaxby's, and we, like, would eat it together. Like, we ate dinner together after the Saturday game, but, like, it's Zaxby's in a hotel room. I mean, you, we, we're not allowed to leave, technically, because of COVID, which kind of stinks, but, um, you know, we have uh, support staff that can go out to, like, Kroger or 7 to grab whatever you need. I mean, it's not like we're sitting in a hotel, like, oh, my God, like, I need to go. Like, I bring my PlayStation, like, we play COD, like a lot of us and- – like last week we just pretty much played God and did scout meetings and ate food. Like they, I mean, they, they they spread out the schedule like every 30 minutes or whatever. So we like have something to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad. So, and it's fun being in different ACC stadiums. So, but yeah, it's more, more baseball than doing anything else. (laughs)
1: Do you guys make fun of Tanner Thomas for his TikToks? Because
0: I've stayed off the app, but uh, a, few, a few weekends ago, it's one of those guys who is anti-TikTok. I'm very anti-TikTok. It's the worst thing ever. But
3: but dude, I, don't I don't have a TikTok. Fan. I hate that shit. So I don't. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I don't see his TikTok. So yeah, no, no
2: comment. It's <laughs> yeah. good. It's good.
0: Um, let's see. Do you have anything else?
1: Yep. Okay, so I kind of had, like, a bigger picture question for you guys. Um, you put any thought um, into your post-college baseball careers, or is that something you kind of have to compartmentalize in, you know, like, during the season, you're focused on the season, and then after in off season you're focused on working what you need to improve uh, for the next level?
3: I think uh, I'll go first, Betty. I guess, like, me and Betty have uh, probably pretty similar aspirations in terms of, like, playing baseball and staying in the game for a while obviously and you know getting to that uh next level and staying there um but I think that it's all performance based and it's based on you know what we're going to do this year and uh we talk about it all the time but like taking it day by day um and you know I don't really think too much about it I'm just trying to have fun with the guys um you know I, I I'm really excited about their relationships relationships that I'm starting to uh, have with some of the younger guys on the team. Because, like, once we have those opportunities to travel, like, I've been hanging out with some kids that I didn't really hang out with in the fall. But, um, like, now we're, like, becoming really good friends. So it's been a good time. And, um, you know, I, I've i just been soaking it in, really. I mean, I don't have any – like, <laughs> I'm not at this point saying, like, oh, like, I'm gone next year. Like, no. No. Like, that's not realistic for me. Um, I'm just going to stay in the moment. So.
2: Maybe. Yeah. yeah, to go off that, so, like, me and Kevin are both draft eligible this year, along with a lot of other kids in the team. Um, so it's definitely a thought in our heads, like, hey, you know, there's a chance that we're not going to be back at school next year. Um, but I think thinking about that, uh, just kind of, like, start thinking about the end goal actually screws it up a little bit. I mean, we're here not to get drafted, but – uh, to do our best to win a national championship. Um, so I, I think that taking it day by day, like Kevin said, and just uh, putting in the work each day, um, doing what we have to do each day to be to make ourselves better will, in, long, in the long run, uh, help us out um, when it comes to our future in baseball. So,
3: Like, I'd rather go to a regional and a super regional than get drafted in, like, the freaking 12th round. Like, I really – I don't care. So I want to <laughs> win. And I'm excited about the team that we have now, so –
1: is that the goal this year? To make sure you guys get to Omaha. Uh,
3: I, take, uh, I take think it one the, weekend at a time after the uh, after the regular season. I mean, Biddy and I both haven't played in the postseason before, so I mean, if we can get there, and get hot. Anything get to hide with the Hokies? Yeah, <laughs> some along those lines. We'll, we'll see. All up, one hundred percent. All
0: right, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Episode twenty-seven. Um, you guys got anything for us? No, nah, anyway.
3: appreciate you, uh, you guys having us. It's been fun. Nice to catch up again.
0: Of course,
1: man. Oh, yeah.